Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to activespirituality.life with Pamela Cuchinell and me, Susie Mazzoli. Pam's going to let us know all about the week, and I will be back. So June 12th. And the times I give are Eastern time, so please adjust depending on where you are on the planet. And we start off with the moon in Aries. Now, this Aries moon is very hot. It wants to start things. It wants to be making action happen. And that can absolutely be the mode of the day today. A lot can get done. The important thing is to keep it interesting, and the ideal would be to work on projects already in motion, finish up, what do you want to get off your desk, and just be free and clear of before we get to that new moon, the end of the week. And for many of us, especially those with a lot of fire or air, it's really important to burn off energy in a healthy way. So... Whatever exercise or routine you do, make sure it's within your usual mode of operation. It's not a time to start a whole new program or do something much more ambitious than you've done for a while. One thing that is on the table today is if there's something old that kind of scrapes away at the wound that might come up it may be inadvertent it may be sudden it may be oh my god why are we doing this again it may just blurt out of your mouth or someone else's and the important thing is to really look at what has come up and to face it from a place of your own personal power. And that doesn't mean get mad or feel frustrated, but it does mean look at what perhaps needs to be said or expressed to get by it. Remember, we're in the waning moon cycle, so that's about finishing things up. And sometimes those are things that we've really only been doing for a short time, uh, or they may be something very old and big and just, especially for anybody who was born late in the sign of Capricorn, Aries, Libra, or Cancer, because we're in a cycle of finishing up whatever lessons have barreled in with the Pluto and Capricorn. And there are huge lessons that most of us will be processing for years. But 
For some of us, this is very personal. It's intimate because it's hit us at a place, point, or part of our life that really has to transform. And the thing about Pluto transits is we don't usually say, hey, yeah, I'm up for doing that. It's usually something that is very difficult to move through. But as we do it, uh, we really find, ideally, the jewel of who we are more within. But it's, think about mining, you know, how we mine in order to find these absolutely precious materials, gems, crystals, uh, products, I mean, minerals that we need. And the only way we do that is through tremendous endeavor. And this could be a whole discussion about the pros and cons of mining, of course, but I'm just using this metaphorically. <laughs> and how whatever may come up for you today, if it's something that suddenly roars in, and you may or may not want to address, at least pay attention to what it is. Because as we go into the evening and the next day, it may assert itself again in a way that we have to declare or make a boundary or put to rest or come to terms with. And the thing about Aries is that it can be very clean, it can be very immediate, it can be very direct. What we don't want it to be is feel overly forceful or as though we had absolutely no control over the delivery of it. That is best to be avoided if possible. So once we get into Tuesday, the bumpiest part of the day passes by mid-afternoon, after which we're more in a position to really aim for what it is we want to do, accomplish, put to rest, move beyond. And so what happens, especially once the moon comes into Taurus at 2.31 p.m., we are in this period of tremendous productivity. That doesn't mean necessarily fast-moving productivity because it's in Taurus, but it means steadfast, one foot in front of the other, working towards a goal, something that we are sitting at our desk or perhaps tenaciously walking towards or driving towards. But it is something that we are on board with making happen. Now, this day, once we're, the moon is in Taurus, is a very auspicious day. It's a day when, when we know what our direction is or what we want to accomplish or what we want to release or make happen, recycle an idea, bring in some finances, see the way to resolution that maybe has been avoiding us, it almost can come in as though 
it just appeared. And it's more apt to happen this way the less we force it. So it's not about forcing the thing that we want to have happen. It's about allowing and trusting that it's coming through. And it can be subtle. I mean, it might just be an email that comes through or something that you see that sparks a memory. Oh, gee, I should get in touch with so-and-so. And yes, perhaps this is something you want to do in the next few days, or maybe you just want to file it and think about it and take action more when the new moon comes in. And we can figure that out, or you can think about it more once I start talking about the new moon. So I see Tuesday, uh, late afternoon, evening, being very fortuitous. Uh, once we get into Wednesday, the 14th, there can be some uh, bumps in the road, especially in the early morning, uh, although it can happen again as we get into late afternoon, early evening. Uh, the thing to keep in mind is, remember, the moon is in the sign of Taurus. And, and what is Taurus? Taurus is the bull. And there's a lot of mythology that's connected with the bull that actually has to do with feminine and Isis, love, and the fertile delta. I mean, it's a very strong energy that's about basically bringing in and reaping the benefits, the fruits of the earth, the sensuality of being alive. But what else do we think of when we think of the bull? Well, we think of Ferdinand, the children's story, certainly, for those of us who remember it or read it to a child. Uh, but also it's with the story of bulls, it's you don't want to startle them. You don't want to get in their territory. You don't want to get them angry. Uh, and so this is heightened when we look at late afternoon, early evening. So if you're feeling frustrated or uh, sensing that someone else in your life or who you're encountering is feeling frustrated, even angry, it's best not to engage. I mean, you know, you don't want to engage with, with an, a, a startled or angry bull. So think about tamping it down, taking the, the, the force of that impulse and doing something quieter with it so that you basically use that impulse to shore up and invigorate. So what invigorates more than angers? What's, what's a good outlet for moving that energy in a positive way? Certainly dance is a wonderful solution, uh, depending on how you like to exercise, move your body. That can be a way to use it. But the lovely thing that happens if, 
if you feel yourself encountering some frustration, anger from yourself or from somebody else, and you're able to rechannel it, then it can become this wonderful engine into the evening and the next day that we're able to bride and bring forth something that we really want to say and define. Now, there's a Mercury-Saturn picture in the sky on Thursday that very much encourages us to delineate, define, edit, take time. Make sure that you've honed out, crafted carefully what it is you want to say and the message you want to get across. And this is important to do by early afternoon on Thursday. And those of us who do it in a really effective way are able to bring to resolution or make that thing happen. As I said, remember, waning moon cycle, finishing up, completing. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't start something now and actually were you to need to do so, an excellent time to do it would be early evening into uh, 9.36 p.m. when the moon goes void, of course. So perhaps that's the time to make an overture or send out an invitation or do something that brings you into conversation with someone who you've been needing to engage. But overall, that time of late afternoon into mid-evening is really very effective for continuing to move through things and get to a point where you're ready to launch the next idea, movement, project that's coming in. So as I said, the moon goes void, of course, 9.36 p.m. on Thursday. It enters Gemini, 9.46 p.m. And once it's in Gemini, now it's like, boop, 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 you know. Everything's moving very quickly, text coming in, messages, you, you know, your mind may be moving much faster, especially air fire signs. This can be positive or negative, depending <laughs> on what you have to do that evening. If you are engaged in communication, take your time. Uh, the impulse sometimes to respond is not always the best response. It's valuable to consider float thoughts and not necessarily float them like arbitrarily throw the idea out. Just really consider what that might look like from all dimensions. And the lovely thing about the moon, when the moon is in Gemini, is thoughts can be moving very quickly. And when we get into Friday the 16th, especially once we get past noon, this is so much the case. Morning may feel a little constrained, heavy, limited, um, planning our steps carefully, our agenda. And this is a good thing, actually, because if we do this well, then once we get into the afternoon, we're able to move a lot more freely because we've really measured, planned out, taken into account 
what needs to happen. The other thing to keep in mind is we're in the dark of moon time. The new moon happens Eastern time. It happens on Sunday in the early morning. So at this period, we're really best served by allowing the whole spectrum of where those Gemini thoughts might go to go where they will and continue the purging, cleaning up, getting things in order for the next lunar cycle because it's valuable over this next lunar cycle, so the next four weeks, really, as we go with this moon in Gemini, it's very valuable to measure, reflect, and divine. And I'll explain more of that in a minute. So Saturday the 17th, moon in Gemini, lots of impulse to move quickly. Keep in mind, Saturn goes retrograde. So Saturn goes retrograde at 1.27 p.m. And once that occurs, we are set up for a few months where we are really slowing down. And what we're slowing down is we're slowing down responsibilities, commitments, goals, um, tasks that need to be make happen. And when we slow them down, it doesn't mean they aren't going to happen. What it means is the consideration of how they happen gets rethought. When you think about Saturn as being the authority, and now in the sign of Pisces, especially in the sign of Pisces, there are so many considerations to take into account before someone shakes hands and says, yes, I can do that, or let's make this a contract. We think in terms of the wider sphere, and not everybody does, obviously, but the other thing that can occur over this period of time is that anybody who's not able to follow through in the way that we thought or we hoped or we wanted, it, it becomes harder to pin them down and kind of get them on board. Not a bad thing, because yes, you may think so-and-so will make a fabulous partner or you really want to do business with or use as a contractor, or devote serious time with. But unless that person or entity or situation can carry through during the Saturn retrograde so that you understand well what each brings to the table and how secure is the commitment finances um, desirability to carry this to fruition. I mean, there's no point. You don't want to marry someone who's not going to show, th show up or follow through. And so one of the nice things about Saturn and Pisces is I think it shows us 
what the spiritual commitment is, what the ideal is, what the wish is, how lovely this can be in a creative capacity, but it also will show us where there's no foundation. And so in retrograde, yes, you know, we may be discovering some things. And because Saturn goes retrograde right before the new moon in Gemini, I do think this is one of the emphases of this particular experience of the new moon. The other thing is that the new moon makes a picture in the sky with Neptune. And Neptune is considered, among other things, the higher octave of love. And a lot of astrologers consider it under the realm of Pisces. Since Neptune is in Pisces in its last decan of it, uh, this is definitely a dream stage, new moon. And so on Saturday the 17th and Sunday the 18th, I invite us to think about what is it we're dreaming? What is it we want to make happen without necessarily each one of us making it happen, but through the connectivity of the desire the highest octave of love. How do we do that? And I think part of what this Newman suggests is we have to get out of our way of what we think this looks like. And it's, it's humbling in a certain capacity. Uh, I heard a woman speak today, and she was talking about how in 2017, when she was at a conference hearing about white supremacy, she was thinking, that's not me. I'm married to a black man, white woman. But as she listened and got deeper into the conference, she realized, oh my God, I've been entitled to those privileges all my life that, of course, my husband, by sheer reaction to some how some people respond to the color of his skin he hasn't had that same privilege so that's what i mean about this new moon and the reckoning the humbling quality to it i mean that's just one story but part of what it presents to us is yes you know you may have a very and i may and actually I do, have a very strong desire for peace, love, connectivity. But I have my flaws and faults. And so this can be a humbling time as we work through this and see how we may be unconsciously creating reverberations that we don't want to create. Just annoyance with people, frustration with people, whatever it may be that we're putting out there that adds to the overall dissatisfaction and frittering away of the absolute quality and beauty of being alive. So the moon goes void, of course, at 2.24 a.m. on Sunday the 18th, and carrying this new moon energy 
gets more into stride once the moon enters Cancer at 6.58 a.m. I think this could be a very lovely day for, once again, being near water, uh, relaxing, uh, nesting, uh, connecting with people you love, and continuing to tease out, understand those pieces of self that may in some way block the ability to really transcend and invite in that higher octave of love. And now I turn it over to Susie. Welcome, everyone. I invite you now just to take a moment to settle yourself, find a place of comfort. It's always best when we're meditating to have a seated position, if you can, somewhat symmetrical with your back nice and straight. And just find a nice position of comfort, whether that's in a chair or on the floor, in lotus, half lotus, whatever you can do that's comfortable for you now. And just bring your energy into the heart center as we begin to contemplate, as we begin to go inwards. Bringing all of your attention, think like you're like an octopus and you're bringing all of your arms back into centre, all of your tentacles, all of your energy, all of your thoughts, everything coming into the present. Everything just coming back to the present moment. So our thoughts are not in the past. We're not thinking about the past. We're not thinking about the future, thinking about what's ahead of us, just being present. And even that is a big thing to do for a lot of us, probably for most of us, just staying present in the here and the now. So as we just become present, we are literally feeling our seat, feeling ourselves in stillness. And just take a few breaths here to really become present. And as we do that, feeling the energy centers opening up feeling all of the constriction in our thoughts, in our body, in our emotions, if we have them, simply dissolving. And allowing ourselves to be present. And during this week, during the time of this week, we are going to take some actions. We're going to take some, let us call them perhaps even cerebral actions. We're going to make a little promise to ourselves, make a little attempt to set something for ourselves. We can call this an intention. 
definitely we can become motivated to do this. And just after I've said, let's not talk about the past and let's not talk about the future, but we're setting intentions now for our future. We're setting some intentions for the week ahead of us to become more conscious, to become more aware, to become more in our body and in our mind and in the space that is created by those two things together, which is us, us here and now. So we are making this intention to really be present. And we might think something, but then let's invite ourselves to to rethink, just to double check or just to bring more awareness or perhaps just to be more of the witness to our thoughts, to our actions. Like I went and did this, was that the right thing to do at the right time? Could I have done it differently? So there's a little bit of analysis, a little bit more self-awareness and not just automatic. So many of us are so unbelievably and incredibly busy and we just rush through the day, rush through the things and say, oh, wow, I love my bed when you finally get there at night time. But there really is a need now to reconsider some of our motivations, some of our passions, even our desires. Just question them, instigate some analysis, have a look, really have a look. Why am I doing this? What's motivating me? What's driving me? Do I need this? What does it prove? What does it do for me? What does it do for others? And just have a little look again and again. Review yourself. Review your thinking. Review your assumptions, your judgments. Notice how quickly you jump into something and just assume that you know what's happening or assume you know what's the right thing to do. Take some time to be very, very considerate of every thought, of every word, of every action. Witness yourself. Witness your own responses and your own reactions and witness how you might jump into action immediately. What is driving you? And remember that we, in every single moment, with every single thought, with every single action, we are creating the world ahead of us. With every, every single moment, where our mind is, is creating our future moments, perhaps the moment 
in 10 minutes or perhaps the moment in your next lifetime. And that is why we really need now to witness what am I doing, where is it coming from, what is my motivation, so that we can create a future ahead of ourselves that really is to our most glorious human potential. So we'll notice, we might notice when we're gossiping or when we're speaking ill of someone, which, of course, we shouldn't be doing. We should only be speaking about the nice things about people. Draw your heart into the conversation and allow yourself to be in that higher space. Allow ourselves to be not thinking of ourselves constantly, but perhaps thinking of others constantly. What happens when we're here for others all the time and not just for ourselves? What happens when we can really very, very consciously bring that purity, that what we call Buddha nature, into every single part of ourself, that nature that is loving unconditionally, that is compassionate, that is kind, that does not have expectations, that doesn't expect a response to their kindness, but is even kinder when people are nasty, just constantly bringing up your kindness into every single moment of the day. So during this time, let us really be present, reviewing our thoughts, reviewing our passions, really analysing our motivations, really understanding ourselves on a much, much deeper level, allowing ourselves to be in this state of awareness and analysis. And as we do that, noticing what changes and how we change and how we are able to deepen into our true loving nature. Taking a few deeper breaths, allowing yourself to really awaken in this state. Opening your eyes gently. Love now. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, everyone, for being with us. Have a wonderful week. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.